Welcome along to the first ever LSL podcast. I'm Derek McKenna and I'm joined by my co-host today, Andy McNulty. Andy, thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Thanks for having me, Derek. Um, so the purpose of the podcast, Andy, is obviously to promote the Leinster Senior League uh, through all the divisions. So what we're hoping to cover today on, on the pod is we have an interview with Gavin Fleming. Some people may know Gav. He's the uh, LSL's social media guy, but he's also um, a divisional secretary. So we've a good interview with Gav. We're also talking about the Oscar Trainer Cup um, and a little bit about why it doesn't get the coverage that it perhaps deserves. So we'll touch on that. We have an interview with Brian McCarthy, who was recently named LSL representative team manager. And of course, Brian, also manager of St. Mopkus. Uh, we'll be touching on some of the recent cup draws in the LSL, um, the Charlie Cattle Cup, the Noel Ryan Cup, and uh, the recent Intermediate Cup. Is it, is it round three, Andy, the, the Intermediate Cup we're at at the moment? Yeah, third, third round. Third round. So we'll touch on that. We'll also uh, briefly touch on the recent UEFA Regions Cup playoff game there's a little bit of controversy there so we'll, we'll have a chat around that and hopefully we'll get to, to some league roundups and um uh, what, what's what's upcoming uh, towards the end of the show um so yeah so just in terms of uh, the podcast and the uh, obviously we're, we're we're looking to promote the league perhaps if you could let us know why you wanted to get involved uh, with the podcast yeah well look derek you know i've obviously been involved in the league for for quite a while now um and I'm, I'm a big advocate of the, of the league, a big supporter of the league. I've obviously um, been critical of, of some of, of, of it in the past, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking to, to move, it, move it forward. It's, it's one of the best amateur leagues, if not the best, in the country. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just another step forward for the league. It's, it's brilliant that it's been sanctioned by the league um, and the chairman. Dave, he's he's been a hundred percent supportive since it's been announced. So, and I think it's been supportive across the across the the Lancer Senior League. I've I've received a number of different messages and 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 well wishes and stuff like that across. So, yeah, I'm just looking forward to it. It's it's just about getting the league out there and um, bringing a little bit of exposure to some of the teams that might not always get it. And yeah, just it, it's just about being involved and 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 as I said, bringing the the, the league forward a little bit further than than it currently is. Definitely, and I think like that. It's similar to, to why I wanted to get involved. Obviously, I've been involved in football a few years. Um, currently involved with Cabarrus United as, as their kind of social media person and uh, PRO. And I know obviously yourself, you're you're heavily involved with Bluebell. What we what we won't be doing, I suppose, in this show is, is focusing too much on on Bluebell and Cabarrus. We make them up the odd time because uh, we we kind of will default back to that what we know. Uh, but what we will be trying to do is just. Um, to give the league as much exposure as possible, you know, it, it is the, the strongest league potentially in the country at the moment, the biggest league in the country. Um, there's so many divisions out there. I think uh, someone told me recently there's over 5,300 players in the league, registered players in the league, which is which is crazy, really. Um, so we'll be trying to obviously cover as much as possible. Um, we we won't be able to cover everything every week, uh, but we'll try to get into as much detail as possible and maybe some good feature interviews along the way. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's just, as I said already, it's it's just about uh, um, enhancing the league's already brilliant reputation. And yeah, look, hopefully as many people as possibly can can get involved and send us messages and and send us you know notices and 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 whatever whatever topic is relevant to their club, um, how they're getting on in the league, or if there's something outside the football element that they need a hand with. 
we'll, we're we're open to to sending those messages out on on over the waves, you know. Yeah, definitely. Um, I know. I think we'll we'll definitely talk a little bit about that towards the end of the show. You know, we're trying to get other people involved in this. It's not. Uh, we don't want it to be just myself and yourself, Andy, uh, talking every week. And uh, it'd be great to get other people onto the show as well. So. Um, by all means, if people want to get in touch, uh, do let us know. Um, I, th- I think it might be a good idea, Andy, if we if we listen to uh, the interview I did with Gavin Fleming. As I said, Gav is the is the social media guy at the um, at the LSL. I, I, I spoke to him a little bit earlier on today, um, so we'll have a listen to that, and then and then we'll come back to to the rest of the show. Yeah. Gavin Fleming, the LSL's social media man. Welcome to the first ever LSL. Going very, how are you? How's things? Not too bad, not too bad. Welcome to the show, Gav. Yeah, no problem at all, no problem at all. So, Gav, uh, before we get into your, your current role at the LSL, uh, tell us a little bit about your background in football. I know you were you were involved with Dundalk and Celtic for a long time. Yeah, probably, I think, all in all, 17, 18 years there with Dundalk and Celtic, so, player, and then manager, so, I think it was seven or eight years of player, um, but took over the starting team. Then um, injury cut short my football career. I don't think I ever had one to be honest. But, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and I took over the starting game. We went up the leagues and collected a few trophies along the way. We won the all one. Um, that was a freak. That one, we won the all one without conceding a goal in any of the rounds. So that was that was a good one. I think we done the double that year. And then we kind of got to a certain stage in Saturday football. We decided to switch to Sunday and got promoted. Got the major Sunday. And probably the, the year before last, I think, and we missed out on that inter- intermediate football that year. I think it was by four points. And yeah. That, that horse, I won't, I won't lie, that horse. And we soldiered on the following season, and just my work commitments, another interest. Unfortunately, I was missing, starting to miss a few Friday night games. And then um, it was by Christmas then I decided to tell the lad I was going to step down at the end of the year. So now we left on good terms. Um, I'd still talk to the lads a lot on a weekly basis I'd stay in touch with the lads so um, no, great lads great club the club is actually academy's flying now the senior team's probably not having the best time of it at the moment but young young lads down there and they'll come good again you know they were, they were a great club great people and um, there's a great court at the club so no wish them all the best so I was set away them. yeah sorry no uh, I was just going to say and obviously um, that was it that was about a couple of years ago you finished up with Dundalk and um, and how how then did you kind of end up getting back involved in football with the LSL? Yeah, I felt I felt it was for the first time in my life I was tired from the football. So it was nine years senior manager, and and I would have been heavily involved in the run of the club as well. So that took its toll. So when when I stepped down, I think Tony Dunn was a fellow LSL committee member, and the, the man behind the insurance plan with the Lancaster Senior League. Um, you know, a fabulous job by the way with that Tony is. Definitely, yeah. So Tony, Tony was um, Tony was my assistant manager for Axel Dock and Celtic for a, a number of seasons. So I think when we stepped down in the summer, he was I think just having a random chat with Tony. Could have been on the phone and said, "What are you going to do with yourself now?" The first time in seven and eighteen years, and affiliate or associate with football club. I think I just said, "You're going to get me a job in the Leinster Senior League." That's what you're going to do to keep me in the loop. So. <laughs> And then lo and behold, it was, I think it was a week or two later, Tony actually rang you when it comes off guard and said, Bernard Buckley, the now president. Bernard was, was moving up the ladder, as he say. And 
and there was a slot available on the committee, so I met up with Dave. I wasn't expecting to get back into football as quick as some people would have waiting football probably for eight or nine weeks. And met up with Dave, had a coffee, just liked what he said, and I was unenthusiastic. And I walked out to the, as soon as I walked out to Abbottstown, the league offices, I just felt extremely welcome by all the lads, every single one of them. Great football men, and great, great lads in general. And then it's gone really well, thank God. So tell us a little bit for obviously for people who don't know you or don't know about your role at the NSL, what does what does your role involve? Yeah, so everyone outside of the president, Spanish, and then the executive committee, and your Dave Chairman, Tony Carnes, Vice Chairman, if Christie, who was the treasurer, and then the secretary Pat Kiernan, everyone outside of the five lads is a divisional secretary. Right. Um, some look after myself and Tony don't look after one league, Tony obviously is insurance as well. And I like the social media, but the rest of the lads look after two divisions. So I find looking after the league, um, I find it it's really handy. It's, it's good. Communi- communication is key. And I think being a manager and being heavily involved in secretarial work, it's not since over the years. So I know that communication is key. I have a WhatsApp group with the uh, secretary of the clubs, and you give out the fixtures two weeks in advance. There's no messing about in the lads. You, you know the rules, and it's I find it so so handy. And the lads are great, and there's never any hassle off the clubs. I'm saying maybe I just have a, a good division, but I think that it's 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 a, good, it's a good good gig to have. So all is good. So that so that's your primary role as a divisional secretary, and obviously as well. Yeah, as divisional that, secretary. Right? Yeah, very so. And then I, I think it wasn't I didn't want to go out there making any noise there when I first joined us. Just. I'd sit in the corner and say nothing and yeah. I'd speak and I'd spoke to But it was after probably two months and one of the executive committee members used to look after Twitter. And they approached me and said, Gav, would you be interested? Obviously I had experience with Twitter and um, with Kinlock and Celtic. Yeah. Um, Facebook and Twitter, social media with Kinlock and Celtic. And also from the, the Oasis Tribute Band, the Forever you know, social media is. I know how powerful social media is. So you knew I had a bit of experience and you could hear some of the ideas and what I, think, what, what, what I thought we could achieve with it, so he asked me would I take over it, and I think I, was, I was took over Twitter two nights, and then lo and behold, this LSL Lewis score came on board, so that was an idea I had in the back of my mind, an idea I might have robbed off a, a chap called Derek McKenna. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Um, oh, you told me about that at the time, so you're, you're allowed yeah. to rob it. <laughs> yeah, and there was no copyright at the time, so. Yeah, yeah so that's um, so Twitter, um, it's going very well. Oh, we weren't expecting the reaction it got. No, we, we we're just really just looking for to raise the profile of the league, Eric, um, and more interactions between the clubs, um, the clubs and the league. And it's um, it's really been it's 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 gone, it's gone very very well. Thank God. And um, we weren't expecting. I think we got graphics fifty one to be an excellent with us as well. Yeah. And then um, all of a sudden, the clubs are like you have full time social media guys. Um, it's, the, the clubs are really the clubs are taking it to a new level. Like, I'm finding it hard to keep up the clubs now. It's like, <laughs> yeah, so, um, they're putting me to shame. So it's look at you always have a club man. Um, we're not expecting too much from clubs. If you could give a half time, full time, using the hashtag LSL or the score. Definitely. As I said, there's some clubs that you're, you're looking at what Newbridge, Airfields, uh, St. Marcus, St. Kevin's, yourself at Kilbarrick. It's it's unbelievable, unbelievable to be honest. The coverage is second to none. Yeah. And it's um, really, really done professionally. So, really enjoying that. Now. 
I think I think you're right in, in the sense that like you know not not all clubs have probably a dedicated social media guy, but even at something as little as uh, a full time score with the LSL live uh, hashtag live score hashtag is is a great help to everybody around the league just trying to catch up on scores. I know you know I spend me me Friday nights and and me Sunday afternoons glued to the LSL live score uh, hashtag just to. Keep kept keep updated with the latest scores. Like and I, I know there's lots of other people like that as well. So it's great. It's a great help for the club to do that. Yeah, no, it's been fantastic. Like, for example, I know Andy McNulty looks after Blue Bell, so we don't expect. And um, when Andy when Andy's obviously playing, we don't expect updates. So it's it's like Andy would do a pre-game a graphic, um, and then after the game, scoreline. Some lads, but there's even lads who aren't associated directly to clubs. All the random games and putting up reports, it's it's mind blown. But it's great, it's, keep, it's keeping the club men somewhat more involved. And then um, I just think it's great to see, and it's great promotion, absolutely great promotion for, for the clubs and the league. And it's credit to the club men and for bringing it to a new level. It's Big fantastic point, yeah. to see now, yeah. Just uh, obviously, uh, Gab, you were, you were uh, and I have to thank you for that. You were, you were a big driver, um, in terms of getting this podcast up and running. Um, but going forward, like what what is the social media strategy for the LSL? What what are the goals for you guys going forward? Um, we don't have them now, Derek. We're just relying on this podcast to be um, an overwhelming success. So no pressure on you. <laughs> no pressure, no thanks. No, no, no. So, um, but seriously, as I said, um, no, we just want everyone getting involved. You you, you see people putting up uh, tweets and people maybe forget to tag the link in it. Yeah, and that's important because there's a bigger audience then. Um, for example, Patsy Roy the draw every week they always put up we, we retweet and that means you sell more tickets for the draw yeah. it's a no brainer so we don't want to keep pressure on clubs clubs find it tough enough um, the, the day to day run the football club so look social media isn't the main priority to clubs we understand that I understand that I, I know how important and how hard it can be um, being heavily involved in running football clubs so look we just want a couple of updates and look I still have a, we have a few ideas um Yourself and yourself, uh, we've, we've actually had to over the coming months. And Neil Hughes also was Neil's um, is heavily involved with the Facebook, the social media as well. Neil is excellent, and basically, we had, uh, we had a, a lot of ideas, Derek. But um, unfortunately, how busy we are with walking, definitely, yeah. we could only we, uh, Twitter, we could only take to a certain level, and we understand that. And okay, when I, when I when I approached Dave about the podcast, it was. It was an it was an absolute no brainer. It was a no brainer, and um, just genuinely wish yourself, Mandy, all the best with it. It's, um, I think it's going to be a runaway success. And just the work you're doing with Cabalic and Andy's knowledge, and you see Andy um, involved with doing so much at Blue Bell. It's great to see him. Even going back to Andy, the first actually graphic I had for the hashtag LSL score came from Andy. Oh, really? I'll tell you the type of bloke he was, and he just he said, "Look, Gav, just made that and walk here if you want to wear." I want to throw their open Twitter, so it's a great lad and great to have everyone involved. Yeah, like obviously we're hoping it'll be a success. Uh, and as I said, I want to thank you for um, for being the kind of the driving force to be behind getting it up and running. So really appreciate that, guys. Thanks so much for coming on the the show today as well. Look, I'm sure we'll have you back on at some stage. Even to I know the seven Andy would like to kind of get the divisional secretaries on uh, to talk about their leagues and what's going on in them. So we'll, we'll definitely have you all back on at some stage. Um, over the over the coming weeks, so uh, looking forward to speaking to you again. No problem at all. There, talk to you soon, mate. Cheers, Gav. Thanks a million. Okay, right, bye bye. There you go, Andy. You were getting plenty of shout outs in that interview. <laughs>
Yeah, yeah, he's ratted me out as well that I've done the, the, the live score and work as well, so I hope my boss isn't listening. <laughs> um, no, a good, a good interview with, with Gav. As I said, he, he has been a great driving force behind uh, getting the bringing the, the LSL forward in terms of their activity on Twitter, um, and also, as I said, a kind of a, a, a driver behind getting this podcast up and running as well, so definitely hugely thankful to him. And like we mentioned at the end of, uh, kind of towards the end of that interview there, we will try get um, divisional secretaries on uh, maybe each each couple of weeks or so to talk about the different leagues because um, as much as I love getting out the games there's no way I'm going to be able to get out to see uh, every division in the LSL and I'm sure you're the same uh, yourself Andy yeah yeah so um, right so um, I, I know we wanted to touch on the Oscar trainer um, so the the first game of the Oscar trainer tournament was it a week ago or two weeks ago Andy I think it was just over a week ago was it yeah uh, yeah, I think it was actually two weeks ago now, two wasn't it? Um, so the LSL's um, first game was against uh, the Wexford League. Uh, unfortunately, uh, one 1-0 loss there. But Andy, uh, do you want to talk us through the squad, first of all, for, for the LSL? Hello? Uh, yeah, so obviously uh, it was a disappointing, disappointing result um, for the lads. But unfortunately... Um, or fortunately for them, they do have another opportunity. So the group that they're in at the moment is with the Defence Forces and obviously the Wexford Football League. So there's still an opportunity to go through there. I think the top two in that group go through. Um, I think we had that confirmed last week yeah. by Gav. So, yeah, there's still a perfect opportunity there for them to go through. Obviously, they just need to go and win that game now and, and, and uh, hope things go go for in, could go their way in the other game. So... Yeah, there's obviously, um, with the, the manager being Gareth Samra, heavily reliant on Bluebell players uh, from the major Saturday team. Yeah. But that being said, obviously the, the Saturday team at the moment are flying. Um, you know, they're, I think they're six or seven unbeaten now um, and 100% record in the league. So obviously Gareth has gone with what he knows and what he trusts. Uh, very talented lads there. Um, there's a few uh, kind of scattered around from Usher, uh, Oliver Bond. I have to say, Derek, the the lads were very unlucky in the game. Um, Gareth asked me to to go in as a goalkeeping coach, just give him a dig out, yeah. make sure the lads are prepped before the game. So I got to enjoy the game from the sideline, and um, they were very unlucky. Like it's just, I think Steve O'Donnelly had a great chance in the first half. Normally. He put them away, you know, you see him every single week um, putting those goals away. And it was just one of those days. Um, the the pitch wasn't in great condition, um, obviously with the weather. Um, it, was, it was just one of those days. I think Derek and I, we, we probably still could have been there and we, we mightn't have got an equaliser or even yeah. scored at all. So unfortunately for that, uh, it, was just, it was just the way the game went, the way it developed. But, but that being said, uh, Wexford stuck to their guns. They were big, strong, physical lads. They're a very good uh, team. Very, very. They good. are. Yeah, there's a lot of that they, team are from North End United. Um, that's correct. Are, yeah. You, you know, uh, even even the guy who's called uh, scored the goal, Paulie Murphy, he was playing League of Ireland there a couple of seasons ago, as far as I, I recall, with Wexford. Um, um, and he's played he's played League of Ireland for a few different clubs down through the years. But a top top player, big lad as well. Uh, plenty of kind of muscle on him, and he's he, he brilliant boy for goal. Yeah, yeah, and it wasn't a case that uh, the, the the lads took them for granted or anything. It was just yeah. I thought on chances, um, 
you know, Leinster probably just shaded it. Uh, yeah. Wexford did have a couple of ca- chances and, and Craig and Brian in goal, in fairness to him, he pulled off a couple of great saves. But by possession-wise and chances, I, I just thought Leinster were, were probably on the wrong end of the result. In the end, a, res- a, a draw might have been a fair enough result across the game. But, uh, yeah, very, very um, unlucky to come away with nothing from that game, I felt. Yeah, and like it won't be easy against the defence forces either. There, I, I presume that's the same defence forces team that's just come back from the the, the world defence forces world cup thing, wouldn't it? They were they away recently. Yeah, okay. yeah, I think they were over in Japan or Japan, China or somewhere yeah. like that. Was it? Yeah, yeah, and they they done, done pretty well. I think they got to the quarterfinals or so. And I, I know there's there's a lot of there's actually a good few LSL players playing for the for the defence forces as far as I know. Um, yeah, I'm not sure the breakdown and and who will be involved in the the Oscar trainer setup. Um, no, but yeah, I'm I'm not too sure to be perfectly honest with you, Derek. But yeah, they'll always be strong. Uh, we we've always had good reports. I think when I was involved uh, with the Oscar trainer side last year, and James was the manager. Yeah. Uh, that was a, a tough tough game, and yeah, they'll be it'll, it'll they'll be well up for it again because obviously the top two and two and the the league go through, so there's everything to play for. Um, I know it's a, it's a bit of a kind of a bugbear for both myself and yourself and a lot of other people as well. The Oscar trainer, it doesn't seem to get a lot of coverage in the sense that if, you, if you're looking today to find out what league um, or what, what teams you're supposed to be playing against or what the, the groups are made up of, it's very difficult to go online and find information around uh, fixtures and results. I know uh, you sent on to me earlier on the Kerry District League are very good at putting together all the groups and, and all the results that come through. But other than that, it doesn't seem to be um, a well-publicised competition. And obviously, this year, um, you have a lot of leagues that don't play in it. Even like this year, the former winners, the AUL, obviously not putting the team into it. Um, and I remember uh, speaking to people a few years ago uh, down in Tipperary. They, Tipperary South don't put a team into it because they were afraid of... Um, essentially, their, their fear down there was that players were being poached by whoever the manager was, or whichever uh, manager would, would kind of together a representative team uh, the, a lot of the players would then end up the following season playing for his club so there was always kind of uh, fears around that but um, like where, where do we go in terms of promotion of the Oscar trainer and how, how, how can we get better at that Andy? Well I think we're, we're doing it already you know uh, we've, we've made the first steps by mentioning it here Yeah. in fairness Gav did mention in his interview with yourself that you know a lot of this is down to time and resource as well like yeah. The lads in the in the leagues across the country put absolute massive man hours into the leagues. You know the division secretaries, the the chairman, the secretaries, the treasurer. For, I can I can keep going naming yeah. tasks that need to be done, and unfortunately, you know they have lives and families to go home to as well. So. I, I'm not entirely sure, Derek, but I would imagine that that probably has a part to play in it. You know that. It just needs probably someone or something to, to happen to get it back to where it was. I My firm belief is that it should be an honour to play for the Oscar Definitely. trainer. It should be an honour to play for the Michael Ward and the intermediate team against Scotland. Yeah. That should be your ultimate aim as an amateur footballer. Yeah. Um, obviously, then you've got the international team as well, which is, which is fantastic and have been greatly successful over the years 
but there's also people that don't qualify for the international uh, team because of they've either played League of Ireland in the past or or whatever. Yeah. So I just always think that it should be the pinnacle, um, and it should be what everyone is striving towards. And I just don't think it really has that feel anymore. Um, obviously, I've been involved in, in quite a few, luckily enough to be involved in in quite a few squads both on the Oscar trainer and in the intermediate sides. Yeah. So I've kind of, I've, I've seen it from the inside as well. And then more recently um, with Andy Noonan being the manager of the intermediate side, I would be very close to Andy, obviously being with Bluebell for quite a, for quite a time with, with Andy. Yeah. And he'd be explaining to me the difficulties of what he has to do, trying to set, um, sessions up before the games or or trying to even get lads on the phone or trying to commit because sometimes the fixtures may be three or four weeks in advance and the lads don't really know what they're doing or they'll commit to you now but then they go home and you know or after a session they say ah, I'm not really up for that to me that's a bit, bit mind-boggling but everybody it again it's it's an unpaid it's an unpaid sport everyone's yeah. committing time and I do understand that other people have family commitments. I get that because sometimes with the Michael Ward, you have to travel down to, to Sligo, down to Cork, sure. down to wherever for three three days. And, you know, that could be difficult if you have a young family or whatever. So I, I completely understand the uh, commitment side of things. Yeah. But there is a massive pool of players there. Um, and I just think there's there's not enough emphasis on it at the moment. Yeah, it should, um, like you say, it should be it should be a huge honour to let, represent your league. And I think it should be, like like you say, probably the pinnacle of, you know, uh, high achievement if you're playing in a league and you get to feature for um, the league's representative squad. It should be a huge achievement. And it's probably, the tournament over the, over the last few years has probably lost that. Um, and hopefully yeah. by promoting it, um, we'll be able to get back to like obviously we'll do whatever we can on the podcast to promote the, the Oscar trainer, but hopefully it can get back to where it once was as as that kind of um, pinnacle of a player's kind of yeah playing I, career. I, I think Derek, like it's 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 been heavily criticised over the, the f- past few years because of obviously like the the Crumlin team that had uh, that were representing the the Leinster Senior League and the Oscar trainer for probably the last six or seven years because they were winning the major Saturday every year. Yeah. Like that was heavily criticized. But the reason there's reasons for that, Derek, is because one, it's very difficult to get a squad of players together. And I've seen that firsthand. I've been involved in squads where we'll go out and we'll train on the Thursday before the, the game on, on the Saturday or the Sunday. Mm-hmm. And you could be tr- you could be training with literally the best 18, 20 men that are available in the squad. You turn up on the Saturday and half of them are there. Yeah, you know, and they've all pulled out for a number of different reasons. But these are the commitment levels, and these are the the challenges that those managers have. So I can fully see why the league appointed the winners of of that division to represent, sure. because it just makes it easier. Because you knew that the the, the Crumlin lads were were a team. They were obviously the best in the country for a number of years. I think they won seven or eight leagues in a row, something like that, and they were the right fit because the managers knew they were going to turn up every single week to those yeah, Oscar yeah. trainers. But, but on the, on the flip side of that, I can, I can understand, understand from the outside how it looks because people aren't aware of these challenges and I don't feel they know sort of these challenges that, that are, that are presenting to themselves to the Oscar trainer managers. And I, I just wanted to get that out there so that there is yeah. a little bit of context in why that has been done. Now, you know, I'm open to correction and I'm open to suggestions. 
I want to make these competition competitions better and these squads better. Like it's not healthy having. I don't believe it's not it's healthy having um you know ten or twelve from the one team. They yeah. might be the best team in the eyes of that manager at the time. Um and and like that I can use Gareth as an example. Like his team now are seven games unbeaten in the in the major Saturday. Yeah. And he's gone with the tried and trusted ten or twelve lads that he knows. Sure. So he knows they're gonna turn up, he knows they're gonna perform or tr- at least try their hardest for him. Mm-hmm. And they're the sort of challenges that I don't believe everybody are, is aware of at this moment in time. Yeah, I, I, and just so I understand that, Andy, because I'm not fully clear on, on the system at the moment. Obviously, you mentioned Crumlin were representing the league. Um, is it the case now that like, Blue Bell had a representative, but Gareth is kind of bringing in extra players? Or what way is that working at the moment? Yeah, yeah, that's basically it. So, you know, it, 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 the, the manager that wins the Major Saturday, I believe, is appointed almost automatically. Okay. Um, it, it doesn't it doesn't strictly mean he can only use Blue Bell players. And as you can see there from, from lads included from different teams across, across the divisions, it's, it's open for whoever he wishes. But again, there are challenges like, you know, without going into too much detail, he's he's called up or he's he's called 40, 50 different people because I know the, the types that he's co- contacted. He yeah. sat down with, with a number of us and said, this is what this is the plan, this is what I want to do. And people can't commit for one reason or another, which is fine. So then he has to revert to type to the players that he, he's, he's tried and trusted through his own league campaign. And, you know... When people look from the outside and they see that, oh yeah, look, it's it's a blue bell manager and it's a blue bell team. Effectively, ten yeah. players in a squad of eighteen or twenty, it doesn't look great. But they're the challenges that those managers have. Yeah, and it's it's totally understandable from that perspective. Yeah, um, it might be good. Actually, perfect kind of segue to to listen to uh, the interview I did with Brian McCarthy because um, Brian obviously was um, somewhat involved with with Andy Noonan in terms of the the bike award, I think, a couple of years ago and kind of got a, a bit of a taste of it from that perspective. But I think even, as you'll hear in the interview, he's kind of not fully aware of what um, the, the challenges of, of what he's kind of got getting involved in. You know, he's, he's kind of new to it and he, he's expecting yeah. to have challenges. So we'll have a little listen to that interview um, and, and then we'll have a chat about it afterwards. Brilliant. Um, Brian McCarthy, thank you for taking the time to come on the LSL podcast today and congratulations on being named the new LSL representative team manager. Tell me, Brian, how did the position come about? Yeah, well, first of all, Derek, thanks very much for the, the congratulations. And congratulations to yourself and Andy doing the new podcast. Thanks very uh, much. Be good. Um, the, how the position came about was literally last uh, Tuesday, Wednesday. I'm trying to think of I think it was Wednesday, actually. Um, uh, I just got a call today morning to ask you would I be... Uh, you know, they had a the meeting on the Monday. Sorry, I think it was the Tuesday, Derek. Sorry, apologies. Yeah. Uh, he just rang me on the Tuesday and just said, look, would you be interested in uh, taking the position? They, they had a meeting and I was, um, apparently there was a vote taken. And so that's really how it came around on Tuesday. Yeah. That was the first I heard of it. So, um, uh, I'm, I'm I'm well, you you were slightly involved with Andy Newman last year, were you? Was there a stage yeah, where? Yeah, part of last year, the year before, wherever I was down in Galway when uh, they won the Michael Ward, and then I was over in Scotland uh, in the Grand Harkness uh, Trophy. So uh, it was a good experience, you know, to get involved, and uh, it was great to be part of it to see how things work out, you know, because it was new to me, and uh, 
So yeah, it was uh, it was good to get a, a, a glimpse of it, you know. So um, yeah, really looking forward to the challenge. And obviously, Andy did a great job last year, and obviously, it was very recently where they won the Michael Award as well. For for those people who don't know about the LSL representative team and what what it entails, um, obviously there is the Michael Ward Trophy, but there's there's other there's other tournaments they're involved in as well. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. I think they do the Graham Harkness one, which is in Scotland in April, um, and it alternates between Scotland and Ireland. And I think that um, there's a few things as well in the pipeline, which I'm not too sure of. You know, the NSR behind trying to look at a few other options to sort of shake the whole representative uh, side of it up. So um, that will sort of be kind of in the, the near future, as I don't even know myself at the minute. But, uh, <laughs> At the minute, it's just Scotland in, in April, and then obviously the Michael Ward next uh, October. So. so, so Scotland in April. Have you already put your backroom team together for that? Uh, no, because as I said, it was a project on Tuesday, <laughs> and I booked the job Tuesday. So, uh, and it's been a bit of a weird way with phone calls, and uh, that was a, a good thing about um, that was a good thing about the Manchester uh, Senior League, uh, the amount of managers and players and techs and clubs and all. So. Started to help the a lot this week, but uh, no, I haven't spoke to uh, uh, backroom team. Obviously, look my own, a lot of my own lads, but obviously I have to talk to them about the sports to see how <laughs> if they're available and see how they are. You know. Sure, sure. I was just to let you know if you're looking for a water boy, I'm always available. <laughs> yeah, no, I had a few offers of them already. <laughs> so uh, look from friends, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine, yeah, definitely. Uh, so, how will you approach the role, Brian? Will you be um, watching and assessing players while they're playing against you, uh, your same off the team, or will you try to be getting out the games as well as your own team? No, look, as I said, I'm going to sit down over the next week or so and get a, a background team together. Um, as I said, I'll be, looking, I'll be talking to the young people, mock with sports and foremost, because without them, I would be where I am at the minute. Like, you know what I mean? So you're only as good as the people you have behind you. So um, I thought to them, of course. Then, yeah, no, definitely going to go out and watch as many games. Obviously, you play a lot of games against, you know, sides, so you get to see the players playing against them. But definitely, like, you know, want to have a look at games, even you now, like, towards senior one, there's good players down there. And just to try and have a look and see um, what's out there in the LSL, like, being on all yourselves involved with Kilbarrick. And, and, you know, there's a lot of good teams even down the lower leagues. Definitely, yeah. So, it's, it's, it's kind of uh, something I'd like to do is to really broaden it out and, you know, really find the best players. Because, as I said, you know, you could say all the best players play in the top league. I wouldn't see that. You know, there's a lot of teams I've played against in cup games and lower divisions where they very good players playing. So, uh, I'd be hoping to, uh, yeah, just broaden that out a bit if possible. Like, so, and to keep it there. Uh, because, as I said, it's, a, it's an intermediate squad. So, if, if there's good players playing one A, one B, for whatever reason, then, you know, I think they should be taken into consideration. So, um, yeah, so hoping to get around to as many games as possible and, and see what's out there, there you know. And in fairness to the managers of the clubs and all, they've all been very, you know, since it's been announced, they've been really um, positive towards us. So, uh, yeah, look forward to get the input from as many of the managers as they can and see where things are at. Good to hear, good to hear. And uh, do you know, um, obviously with being involved with Andy over the, over the last couple of years, yes. do you know how often you get the team together for training sessions? Is it literally before the tournament you might have it's them once or twice? Oh, you know, in fairness to Andy, in fairness, we want to put on record, did an absolute crack of jobs. Yeah. Like, you know, I think it was two, uh, 
Michael Ward and uh, Graham Harkness and the one I was in Scotland was we came very close so uh, done a cracking job so just want to put that on record before yeah. I go anywhere he's a good bloke and a top manager so um, definitely um, so um, yeah um, I think it was really just coming up to it it's, I think it's hard with, especially in like you take the Scotland game in April uh, you have um, a lot of you know you're in the business end of the Manchester Senior League season whether it's you know Cups, Leagues so it's really hard for players and our teams to you know to be you know picking players up and get them training when they're in the business end of the season. Sure. So again, I hope we have a conversation with managers and and the league and you know the fixture secretaries to see what we can do. Maybe try to squeeze in a game if possible. Um, I don't know, but uh, I'll do my best to try and get um, yeah at least a game and a few get-togethers even you know or even games between players. Like as I was saying, even there's players around. Probably is that you can get up and maybe have a game between ourselves, something like that. This is all new, Derek. Uh, I haven't put a lot of thought into it, but um, that would be a sort of plan um, that I'd like to do. But again, it all falls back to fixtures uh, and games, unfortunately, around the business end sure. of the season. So, uh, um, yeah, but that would be a plan. And um, again, it's, uh, well, again, we have to have talks with fixture secretaries and managers of clubs and that. But let's hope to get something, you know together maybe in February to get people together sure. a couple of you know, games between each other and, but again it all depends on other circumstances you know? Sure Moving kind of off the LSL and onto your, your club team obviously St. Moctis is yeah. absolutely flying this season which is, which is great to see uh, unbeaten in nine games in the league um, yeah. what, what's changed this season compared to last season like last season I don't know whether you would consider last season disappointing I know it was a fourth place finish uh, uh, I will consider the last two seasons disappointing yeah. to be fair Derek uh, you're dead right uh, now listen uh, to be honest with you I just think it was her up this year you know we, we won the league three years ago whatever it was and um, um, you know we did be a great bunch of lads and lads I never forget you know loyal you know, I'd be loyal to them and they were loyal to me over the years, you know. So, um, but I just think this year we've, we've shaken it up a bit, you know, a lot of younger lads and um, um, just lads that just, you know, we're really hungry at the minute. And, you know, we just look, we look strong as a group. Um, so, I just think it was a bit of a shake-up that was required, Derek, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, as a learning pool for me, you know, it's hard, you know, when you put relationships with players and this, that, and that, you know, but I think we lost maybe six, seven players, you know, through retirement, through, um, like, Greg Sheridan, great captain for us, like, he has emphasized and got playing. Philly Hughes obviously got the drunk Condra, um, like, Anton Wolfe, you know, the key done. There was loads of players there that we had, um, and, you know, we've literally got in new, like, Gareth McCaffrey's come in, absolutely been an absolute revelation player, yeah. this year. From a lad I only got to know probably two months ago, and uh, not only a great football, a great lad, and um, we've got a, but as well as that, we've got a lot of players back who were missing last year, like Dennis Moore and yeah. Mark O'Neill, um, you know the two summer brothers who you know um, our car would have been around, but they would have missed a lot last year. You know what I mean? But these lads are all committed and, and playing, and um, all top quality and players I, as well. Yeah, all quality players, yeah. And then add into the people that we had there from last year, you know. So there's really a great atmosphere around the club this year, which is uh I'm delighted with. And um that's so it's really all down to the players and fairness, you know, they've uh committed for pre season, we've come up pre season and um 
Yeah, we're going well at the minute, but it's early doors. But uh, I'm really happy where things are at the minute. It, it, is, it is early doors, and it's always uh, it's always a league that throws up surprise results uh, throughout the season. Yeah. And I think what's been surprising for me this year is you look at the season that Crumlin had last season, the, the whole season on beat, yeah. and then you look at the league this year, and they've already lost three, which is like yeah. it's astounding when you think of it because it's still huge amount of quality in that team as well. Who who do you see as um, the kind of main, obviously, aside from yourselves, but the main title challengers this year, is it the kind of the typical ones in terms of the Crumlin well, Bluebell? Well, I think if you look at Crumlin Bluebell, they'll always be around. <laughs> you know, they're always at the, at the end of it. Um, I think the new, I really played the new the start of the season, but they're not that good like four or five games on the bounce. And, you know, they're strong out for even when we played down there, they were very good the second half. Group, so, um, we, we were actually lucky to win that game that night, to be fair, Derek. You yeah. know, we were very good in the first half, but they were really good in the second half, like, you know. Um, and after that, you look at Bangor this year. Uh, Big surprise package, I think, aren't they, this year? Surprise, really good side. I watched yeah. the game very well uh, recently, and good players, and uh, good side now, I have to say. Yeah, we're not too surprised, but, you know, they, they look strong. And then, obviously, Gloucester um, will be there or thereabouts, there's no question about it, but, you know. So, um, uh, yeah, look, I, I think it's wide open this year, Derek, to be honest with you. I think over the last, like, Rumble, obviously, probably at this stage last year, I probably all gone to win yeah. it. Like, so, um, but I, I think it's wide open between four or five teams, like, you know. So, really, it just comes down to consistency, you know, whatever can keep consistency up between now and probably into January, and that'll probably start telling the tale where, you know, cup games, business end of the season. You know, injuries, suspensions, stuff like that. So it would be, uh, yeah. So I, I definitely think it's wide open. This probably the widest it's been for a long time. I would say, you know. Um, so yeah, it should be exciting. Definitely, definitely. Quite <laughs> a neutral, quite a neutral. Yeah, definitely. I have to say, like looking in from the outside, when when you look in at Saint Marcus, um, yeah. they're they're running in, in a hugely professional manner. From yeah. obviously the facilities there. But when you a lot of people comment on the, the social media side of things, say Marcus, yes. it's probably the best in the country, and, and that's far known in in terms of League of Ireland even. What how yes. does the club achieve that level of professionalism? It's it's excellent looking from the outside. Well, 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 this, this, like, as I said, people look at say Marcus. This I was involved in a committee in say Marcus nearly fourteen years ago, and when the club really was on its knees, and that's just the truth of it. Yeah. Um, we run by very good people, Brian O'Connor, great man, um, like Vinnie Nulty, who's still around the club, like but like they had um four I think it was sorry, uh, you know, ten eight schoolboy teams, you know, the the senior set up, the facilities weren't great. And what we did was we got just a group of people around, um, and literally we went from a committee that we went to 16 members on the committee. Now, that's just like this going back 14 years ago. Yeah. Um, and what we've done was we got to just a lot of people together and we got people doing different jobs. Um, FOSS helped out a lot. There was a thing with FOSS where you could get um, people in to look three days a week, you know, so they start cleaning up the place, sure. which, you know, does help when you give, the, you know, just give the place even a lick of paint now and again will help. Like, and, uh, but then, you know, obviously the grants helped the. Um, uh, capital, I don't know what the sports capital grants, yeah, sports capital grants. There, yeah. So then we, you know, we I remember the first grant we got, we got uh, a long wall. That's how bad it was. We didn't have a long wall to put the pitches, and that's just the truth. So the next one was then, obviously, look, we've got the Astro pitches and this, but you know, there's, uh, there's, uh, if you look at Moffat now, there's 28 school boy teams, there's 62 kids in an academy. Well, wow. um, 
the three senior teams now. We've a, a, a three visit three A Saturday side as well. Um, and it's it's just gone strength to strength where it's probably outgrown what we have at the minute in terms of facilities, like, you know. Yeah. But it just goes to show that and I think it's the same which I probably sell down to Barrick and I'll go few people down there when you get a good committee together and get a Definitely. group of people that are willing to drive it. And that, that's literally what happened. Like what doesn't happen overnight? People might look at it that, you know, we went from eight today, but there was a lot of effort put in, like it's fourteen years to where we are now, you know, in terms of, you know, the committee men that went in there. So you know, it's been great and um, it's still going from strength. You know, there's a lot of good things, you know, like any club, there's a lot of bad things. <laughs> so, um, but like, you know, at the end of the day, it's, um, it's uh, you look at a lot of clubs there, they've probably three, four committee members and they're all trying to do their best and that stretched and, Definitely. you know, and, and I just think that the bigger you get and the wider you get, the more people that are willing to help. Um, you, you have a better chance at it. And that's literally in a short story, but, you know, half the mock was over. And I said, people think it was overnight, but as I said, I, I was on the committee at uh, 28, and uh, I was actually, I know I'm 49, 40 now, so yeah. <laughs> I'm you. But that's, you know, there's a lot of, you know, and there's, there's a lot of good people, you know, a lot of good, old, you know, older people who've been around the club still supporting. Great sponsors, absolute great sponsors, but, you know, the pitch, when I was up there first, like, you'd, you'd probably have one or two pitch signs. Yeah. You know, now I don't think you can get another pitch on the thing, you know. So, just little things like that, you know what I mean? And the community's been great as well, the sponsorship. And just the health in general, like, you know. But I think yeah. for any club, it's it's definitely something that, you know, if you get a group of people together. And I wouldn't say Kilbarek are probably far off the same sort of story. Probably is a good group of people down there that run it right. And we always need more. <laughs> Well, we always need more, yeah. but, you know, hopefully, uh, but look, it has to continue, you know, there's plenty, it's, it's great where it's at now, but it just needs to continue as a club, you know, yeah. that's, the, that's the hard part, keeping yeah. it going, like, you know. Definitely, definitely. Now, look, Brian, it's been a pleasure to speak to you today and I uh, really, really appreciate you taking the time to come no, on the podcast. Uh, no, really appreciate it. And uh, look, looking forward to, to seeing the LSL representative side uh, playing this yeah. season and also looking forward to getting out to see Mockers again. Uh, quite soon. Well. I wish you the best of luck for the rest of the season. Thanks, Thanks, really appreciate best of luck with the podcast. Cheers, Brian. Thanks, Thanks for Eric. Thank you. Cheers, bye-bye. Uh, playing this yeah. season and also looking forward to oh, So that was uh, Brian McCarthy there. Um, I presume you, you know Brian yourself, Andy. You've, you've, uh, you would have been involved with that uh, LSL squad that he was involved in as well. Yeah, yeah. Brian's a top bloke. Um can't speak highly enough of him. He's uh, been there since day one with Moctis. And yeah, I'm delighted. I'm sure his, his club members, I'm sure everyone involved in Moctis are, are equally as delighted for Brian to, to get the opportunity. As he mentioned there himself, he's been there for so many years. He's seen it from what it was to what it is now. And I'd say he's forced him a pride. Obviously, he's still going to be very, very professional at what he does. He has a league uh, title there a few years ago. Um which it's still a sore point for me, but I won't go there. <laughs> um, and, you know, he's just, he, he, he's been brilliant. He, he's been excellent in fairness to him. And, and when he's involved in the Lancer Senior Squad with, with Andy and he was in the, the backroom staff, he's brilliant. He just goes around, he has a chat with lads, make sure they're feeling okay, you know. Um, there, wasn't, there wasn't any great input on match days or anything like that. But when it when it was needed from him, he was there. So I'm sure he'll use that as a learning curve for him. Um, he'll see what he wants to stamp his own um, 
sort of you know his own ideas on it and and whatnot but again as i mentioned previously it's it's going to be challenging for him because the the demands of that team are you know they want to go in and win every single game they want to go in and win every single trophy and you know i think we've been relatively successful over the the, the past few years and he looked to carry that on yeah, and he's been um, looking from the outside in a hugely popular appointment as well. If you look, like uh, obviously it was announced on Twitter and Facebook and stuff like that, and you see the amount of kind of well wishers he's had. And I was I was actually talking to Gav Fleming about it earlier on uh, outside of our interview, and he was saying as well, it seems to be a hugely popular appointment following on from Andy, who was obviously Andy Newman, who was very popular as well. Yeah, like like again, anyone that speaks to Brian or anyone that knows him. He, he's a top bloke, you know, he says it as it is, um, you know, he's he's always, I've never really seen him lose the kill, to be honest with you, he's, he seems to be calm and collected, um, and yeah, he, he's, he seems to be the right appointment. I think everybody, I don't think anyone can really disagree with it, you know, he was, um, as I said, he had a very successful Moctis team there, and you know, the flying again this year so probably the right time for him as well while his team are in form yeah and yeah he deserves a crack at it like and and it's it's just just rewards as well for everything that he's put into the club yeah i'm lo- i like to hear what he, what he had to say as well about um potentially looking at players outside of the top division as well because there are i suppose even when you look at i'm not, not even going to mention Clubaric because look, i'm not going to start uh pimping our players out today but when you look at yeah. uh, teams like um collinstown like collinstown are a club playing obviously in uh, senior 1A at the moment, but they're probably a top-level club. Like, you know, they probably should be playing in the top division and there's players in that club who would easily be playing in any, any uh, top team in the top division. So, and that's just one example. There's so many other uh, clubs with great players yeah. down through the division. So it'd be interesting to see um, what yeah, way the uh, selection there. Yeah, absolutely, Derek. I think I, I have a bit of a, I have a di- bit of a difference of opinion on that one um, and I'm kind of caught between... There are fantastic players down the lower leagues, but I, I do think they need to be playing at the highest level to, to get the best out of this squad because you, you only have a very limited amount of time to get success. And I think you need to be playing against quality week in, week out. No offence to anyone that, that are playing against these players or, or any league that they're in. But I do think that if you are representing the intermediate team, I do t- I my own personal belief is you need to be playing at least in the top two divisions. Um, now, many people will disagree with that. Sure. And that's fine. That's absolutely no problem. But I just think that if you're playing top quality games every single week, I, 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 that will stand you a lot better when you when you represent the, the, the intermediate side. I just think that the, there are teams absolutely on... Like, I, I wouldn't even challenge what you've, you've mentioned there, the likes of Collinstown, Collinstown and, and others. There's many others sure. that are in leagues that probably don't reflect where they should be. Mm-hmm. I get that. But they're not playing against... They're not playing against the level that is required to go into a Michael Ward squad or travel over to Scotland is my own personal belief. But I'll probably get blasted over that, for sure. <laughs> yeah, you'll get, you'll get slated on the line. Uh, so, just yeah. actually sticking with that same logic, because it kind of pops into my head when you were mentioning that, would you uh, see a similar logic with Jack Bourne playing for Ireland? Do you think he's not playing at a high enough level to play in the Irish team? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I have a lot of Rovers uh, <laughs> friends and uh, followers on Twitter as well. I'll probably get Kane for this. But I, I just think when you're... like. 
international is, is the is the biggest stage it's the biggest stage and it's what everyone wants to be and it's no disrespect to, to the players it's just he needs to play in at a higher quality tempo and against better players training with better players every and, and again it's no disrespect to any of the rovers players or anyone in the, le, the league of ireland mm. you just need that little extra step at that level and it's it's what makes the difference again in just my own opinion yeah, no, and I, I would disagree with you in the sense that, look, obviously, when when Jack Bourne played for Ireland, he kind of he didn't look out of place, and he looked like he was running the show. Um, but look, football's all about opinions, and and people disagree all the time. So, uh, we'll, oh yeah, it's, we'll, but it's also brilliant. It's it's great yeah. for the league. It's great for everybody. It gives everybody a boost. It gives the the league a boost. It gives Rovers a boost. It gives everybody a boost. And like, I, I'm absolutely not trying to knock what was what was what was done, and he was brilliant in those games. But again, I just think if you're if you're looking to qualify for for tournaments going forward, I just think he needs to go and challenge himself a little bit more. I, again, I don't think you're going to be playing against international quality players week in week out. And as sharpness, he's been brilliant this season and deservedly Player of the Year. Yeah. But I ju- it's just an extra step. Right, I, I think we'll we'll agree to disagree on that one, <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, and we'll we'll move on because I'm conscious of time as well. I know uh, we, we kind of agreed to try keep this podcast to about an hour each week. Now, obviously, we might go a little bit over, a little bit under, but um, I, I am conscious that I think we've been going around fifty uh, odd minutes or so. So, we've a couple of other things we wanted to to touch on. Um, there was some the, some of the cup draws. Um, I don't know. Do you want to read out some of the copies? We'll we'll start with the LSL ones first of all, um, the Charlie Cattle and the Noel Ryan. Do you have those fixtures in front of you? Yeah, yeah. So look, I won't go line for line. Anyone that wants to see the the full draws uh, can see them on the Twitter page or on the website. But yeah, there's some the juicy LSL toys in Twitter there. Page, um, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, so um, they're up there. I think one of them is pinned. Uh, so most recently, uh, you've got the Noel Ryan, the Charlie Cattle, and the Intermediate, which I know you wanted to speak briefly about. But yeah, uh, the LSL draws, you've got, we're down to the last 32 on the Noel Ryan. And to be honest with you, Derek, I didn't actually realise until I tried to do a bit of research on this. This cup is wide open for anybody that wants to go and try and win it. Um there are a number of top teams that have fallen in the first couple of rounds. Um, Rosemount have been knocked out to to uh, Moctus, Crumlin uh, out on pens against Airfield, the Orchard out against Skerries, and the list goes on. To be honest with you, Derek, there are only I believe five or six top teams, uh, top division teams still in it, oh, and right it's it's wide open for anyone that. Yeah, yeah, I think um, Bluebell obviously are still in the round beforehand. They have to play Columbus and then if they to go to either Dublin Bus or Verona, uh, Bangor are still in it. UCD, Booth Road, Ballymun and Maynooth is what I can see from the draw. So um, hopefully I've got that right. But yeah, it's it, it's an f- unbelievable draw. I was just looking back on the website there and a lot of big teams have gone out in the early stages. So, you know, it might be a chance for some of the the divisions down um, to to really kind of set an eye and set a target on winning this cup because it's definitely achievable from what I can see um, going by the round so far. So if, if anybody wants to access that draw, Andy, it's, it's on the LSL uh, League Twitter page and also it should be up on the LSL website as well as far as I'm aware. 
Um, but if it's yeah, not, I believe I'll, so. Yeah, I'll mention to the lads to try to get it up there. Other than that, you have you've had the uh, first round draw of the Charlie Cattle. Um, I'm trying to look through and see is there. There's a couple of tasty ones in there. Um, uh, yeah, the Charlie. Yeah, like look to be to be honest with you, um, it's obviously contested between the um, the top two divisions top two, in the senior yeah. in the Sunday. So senior Sunday and senior one. Um, it's it's actually fairly spread out there. Like, you know, I think there's only two uh, top division clashes in it with a couple of the guys gone through. Um, you know, so you've got um, you've got Colester uh, at home to Kilnamana, which I think will be a nice toy. Uh, Kilnamana flying at the moment in yeah. one. And, um, you know, Crumlin, tough trip to home farm, who again are, are doing well in... in uh, Sunday one, so it, there's a, a decent few toys there, and as I said, it's it's actually fairly spread out. I don't think there's many top division clashes in that. Liffy Wanderers, uh, ports. Liffy Wanderers against Cherry Orchard, I think, is one of the the all top division clashes there. Oh, yeah, sorry, are, are yeah, and and again, are Orchard still top division? Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah they sorry, are indeed. Sorry, yeah. So uh, I'm trying to see, is there another one there? Um, Ballymun against Swords. Um, there's another kind of North Dublin good good clash. And like you mentioned, boys for St. Moctis, Port Marnock, uh, Sacred Heart for House Clover and Scary Stephen were the boys into the next round. So there's 12 toys altogether in the fourth round. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it's, 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 always, a, it's, it's always a very competitive cup. It's, I don't think there's any easy games. And the senior one teams will fancy themselves. You know, they've, they've been doing okay in the last few years, you know, uh, getting to quarterfinals and semifinals. So they'll fancy them, fa- fancy themselves uh, this year again. Yeah, so some, some good ties there. And then the, the last one we just wanted to touch on, Andy, was the Intermediate Cup um, third round draw, which I have somewhere. Um, does, what, what we're into the third round, you mentioned that the first uh, um, toy on, uh, that jumps out at me is Leeds against Verona. That could be a, a European Cup game. Um, Leeds of Cork, yeah. obviously, and Verona of, of West Dublin. Um, does um, yeah, a couple of even the the kind of lower level intermediate teams are still in there. Like Verona, obviously, are in uh, Senior One B. Um, St Kevin's, are yeah, Bosco, in yeah. Well, uh, Bosco, who went up from One B uh, to One A last season by winning it. So there's a few of the kind of um, Collinstown are still in there as well. Another One One A side. So it's a few of the kind of lower sides still in there uh, with a chance. And then they have teams, obviously, like. The likes of Bangor, uh, GG FC, who've um, who had ha- had a great start to the season so far. Kind of a surprise package in the senior division um, for for a lot of people, I guess. They're they're having a great season. Yeah. They're away, they're away to Castle Knock, yeah. um, or another senior one B. So it's so that should be a good toy. Any any of the others that jump out for you? Um, yeah, well, look, there's obviously because it's an open draw now. You have to travel the country, you know, which is great. Yeah. Um, well, it can be great, you know, depending on the draw, obviously. Um, but there are a number of different kind of trip trip hazards here because you know you've got you've got teams travelling, and then you've got local derbies. Larkview will host Crumlin, you know, that stuff like that. It, yeah. yeah, yeah, like look. It, it's going to be they're going to be against the odds and a lot of these um, teams that make it through to these rounds are but that's the beauty of the cup you know um, I'm devastated talking about it Derek because we're not in it but it's it's just one of those cups that everyone everyone wants to be in it you know and everyone wants to make it to the final because it's in the it's in the Aviva you know so that's there's no bigger sort of um, there's no bigger target for them to, to aim for 
Yeah, uh, it, I mean, it is a great thing, obviously, um, over the last few years with the final being in the Aviva, it's, it's, a, it's a great thing to aim for for any club. Yeah, it's, it's great and it's, it's been a great introduction. Like, obviously, it's a pr- very prestigious cup anyway, but to have it in the Aviva is, is brilliant. Um, it just adds to the whole atmosphere, it adds to the whole um, concentration levels of, of when it gets to the later stages. There's just so much to play for. You can see the relief and the, the, the celebrations after games when it gets to later stages because they know they're one step closer to playing in the Aviva and and you know it's just one of those things that I think it's been a great introduction to the to the competition and I think fair play to the FEI um, and whoever else it was involved in getting getting that across the line but yeah it's 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 brilliant but it's again it's another competition that probably doesn't get the recognition or the coverage that it deserves no, across the country not. you know yeah, it only um, gets overshadowed by the Junior Cup um, and has done for years. Um, I, I remember speaking about this years ago with people about why um, the Intermediate Cup doesn't seem to get as much um, fanfare and coverage about it. And it, I was told back in the day that I was down to sponsorship because Aviva were, were the sponsors of the Junior Cup yeah. to put all the money in behind it, whereas the Intermediate didn't have that kind of flagship sponsor to kind of to boost its image. But um like yeah, like I, I see both arguments. Look, the Junior Cup is is a great one to be involved in. It involves a lot more clubs, obviously, um, and it's spread throughout the country. Like obviously, whereas the intermediate is is kind of mainly focused on on um, you know the kind of top divisions of uh, the Munster Senior, the LSL, and um, you don't even get too many entrants from uh, Ulster, or do you? There's obviously a few in there, but it's not um, as many as you would get from from Munster and, and Leinster. Yeah, and look again. It's I suppose the teams that have been successful in in recent years, um, they probably don't really care because they have their name on the trophy, and they won't look back and say, "Oh, well, we didn't get that much coverage about it." Yeah, sure. But it's it's just one of those nice to have. Um, you know, there's there's plenty of people across the leagues that you know like retweeting the pictures and and the the clips and the highlights, and you know, it's just one of those things that I think if you could get, I think if you could get a big blue chip sort of sponsor for the intermediate yeah. I think it would it would really enhance the competition even more than what it is already it's it's sort of the holy grail at the moment because it's played in the Aviva yeah. um, and everybody wants to win it every manager sets out at the start of the season you know obviously their league campaign is number one priority but next on their, their list will be that the, the competition to play in the Aviva whether it's the intermediate or whether it's the junior cup it's next on the list no matter what Sure, sure. Uh, speaking of, uh, and I'm going to use that as a segue. Speaking of kind of huge honours um, to kind of to achieve the the Regions Cup, um, obviously a lot of lads from the Leinster Senior League were involved in the recent um, playoff game uh, between Leinster and Munster on one side against Ulster and Connacht on the other. And the game uh, was won by the Ulster Connacht uh, combined team. I think it was two one. Uh, the game finished. But since that game, there's been a bit of a controversy in terms of um, one of the lads, I'm kind of reporting on what I've read elsewhere uh, on this, one of the lads from uh, the Ulster Connacht selection had played uh, League of Ireland before, I believe, and obviously that's supposed to rule you out of um, being a representative on the, on the Regions Cup team. So I don't know what's going to happen there. Um, like, what, what's your, have you, I'm sure you've heard about it, Andy. Do you, do you think the game yeah. should be replayed or what, 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 what do you think will happen there? Well, look, there was whispers of it, but it's it's disappointing from the winner's point of view. Obviously, in the in in the game itself, and and the team and the player that has been represented, because obviously, 
I would like to think that those those sort of rules and regulations are well known nowadays, well, but obviously not that well known for the, the secretaries to make an administration error like that. Mm. Um, again, I'm just going on sort of information that I've seen across the Twitter and Facebook. I'm just making assumptions here. I don't know any of the facts, but if it is something like that, it's very disappointing for everybody everybody involved because, you know, it puts a bit of dampener on the result. Um, I, I don't know if the game will be replayed. I'm not too sure how I feel about it. I, I, it's one of those things where you don't want it to happen, but, you know, you're, you're looking at rules are there. You have to abide by them, whether they're administration errors, whether they're genuine or whether they're, you know, there was any, and again, there's no malicious intent in it, but it's the rules are there and you see competitions year on year on year falling down um, in the bad press because of, you know, these administration errors. It's unfortunate, but it is what it is. Um, Again, I, I don't really know how I feel about it, Derek. Yeah, because, I know, yeah. You know, I, 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 don't, I don't know if I was on that side of the coin, I'd, I think the result should stand because it's a one-off game and, you know, but then how much of an influence did he have on the result? Again, yeah. I don't know. I wasn't at the game and I don't know the individual involved. Yeah, and but if, you, if you're, a, if, to look at the kind of flip side, I suppose, if you're um, a player on the, the Leinster Munster team who lost out on the opportunity to, uh, to represent your country essentially at the Regions Cup because the other kind of, Team played uh, a player that probably wasn't eligible to, to play. I'm, I'm sure there'll be levels of disappointment there from from that side as well. Yeah, of course. I I, I, I guess like I, I can see both sides of the argument there. Like you know, I'm sure it was an administrative error and it wasn't like intentional. Um, but I think the, the I think they will eventually replay the game. I think it's the only kind of fair way of doing it. Um, well, if you, if Derek, if you if you want to be really sort of by the book here. Most competitions, if you we'll, we'll kick make some, it, kick the team out. So, and and I'm not making suggestions here, yeah. but if if you're if you play in a cup competition and you play an ineligible player, and you end up winning the game, the team that you've you've played, you forfeit the game, and the team that you've played against go to the next round. So, like, if you really want to stick to you know um, precedent and what's been sort of in place at, uh, in the past, sure. You know, you, you kind of have to do that. It, it's look, it's an unfortunate event for everybody, and I'm not saying they should be thrown out. Yeah, but it's it, that's one of the things that will have to be decision. I don't know who makes this decision. I don't know whether there's like a an FAI, FAI sort of competitions committee that need to be involved or who makes that decision. But it's a very very tough decision, and I don't think I'd like to be on that panel for that oh, decision. No, it's not. It's not an easy. It's not an easy decision. And like you say, it, it could go either way in that regard. Um, just to kind of highlight the, the lads from the LSL who were involved in the squad, um, you had Noel Murray from St. Moctis. Um, I, I, you had a couple of lads from Sheriff. I think Paul Murphy and uh, Stephen Murphy. I think they pulled out just before um, the squad for for whatever reason. You had Darren Craven from Malahide. Uh, Noel Barnes from Bluebell, obviously you, you know Noel yourself. Stephen Chen yeah. from Colester, uh, Killian Duffy from Minute, uh, David Fagan from Crumlin, and then coming in from standby players, you had Carl Melling, uh, James Lee, and you had Liam Brady from Crumlin as well, who was uh, on the standby. And then I think a late call up was Jimmy McHugh from Oliver Bond, which is a great story. Kind of uh, playing in the lower levels of the LSL, called up. To, I, I think he scored on the day, as far as I'm aware. Um, he's been having a great season with Oliver Bond, uh, Jimmy McHugh. So they're the, they're the players involved. It'll be interesting to see how that pans out 
over the next week or two, I'm sure we'll hear some news on it and, and see how uh, whether they'll replay the game or whether they'll just award the results to uh, Lens and Montreal. I'm sure there'll be more controversy over it. We'll, we'll probably touch on it in a, in a couple of weeks again. Um, just finally, Andy, as I said, I'm conscious of time. Um, there was another couple of things we wanted to touch on just around um, asking for help with this podcast. Like it, um, we, The two of us can't really do this all by ourselves. We'd love to have um, other people on the show to whether they want to join us uh, live on the podcast or whether uh, they want to kind of put themselves forward for an interview we'd love to interview different club men or managers or uh, like that and it, I think I, I put it out there on Twitter myself um, during the week if anybody has any events coming up that they want us to mention on the, on the podcast whether it's you know uh, club draws or whatever whatever you, you may want us to mention feel free to reach out to myself or Andy on Twitter you can get me a uh, at Derek McKenna um, on Twitter. And Andy, what's your Twitter handle? You put me on the spot here. I think it's uh, the bear underscore one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so you can reach out to either of the two of us on, on Twitter, or you can even reach out to the, the LSL um, uh, Twitter page as well. Uh, you can even direct mail the boys there and they'll pass on the message to us. Um, is there anything else you wanted to touch on today, Andy, before we finish up or... No, just to reiterate what you've just said there, I suppose we're only as good as the contribution from others. Um, any topic, you know, whether it be controversial or not, we'll we'll obviously have to, um, you know, we'll we'll stick to the facts on on those topics and and maybe throw in the odd opinion here or there. But you know, there's a number of topics out there that happen every single day, and we just want to to get the league um, out there and and clubs if they have any events on. I know there was a number of um, items there last week that we were we were tagged in obviously some They've of them have passed now yeah, 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 yeah so you know but but again it's 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 what we're here for um yeah just tag away and and really like send us messages if you have any topics if you have any ideas for what you'd like us to do or talk about we're 100 percent open yeah i think like obviously this has been an introductory podcast we'll we'll put a little bit more structure to it going forward and um, i think we'll touch a lot more on what's going on in the leagues, look at results and um, maybe look at league tables and stuff like that. Um, I know going forward myself, um, I'm looking to, to get people on to interview. I'm hoping to actually get um, the, the current uh, general manager of the FEI, Noel Mooney, on soon um, and other people from the league, uh, perhaps the chairman of the league, Dave Moran, and other, other people involved in the league, but definitely um, people from different clubs. We'd love to interview them and uh, promote them uh, through the podcast. Yeah, and you mentioned there, Derek, like that. It, I, I suppose when it was first released, um, the news of the podcast there was a lot, sort of skepticism about whether it be Bluebell and and Kilbarrick. But you know, we want to if there's leagues down there that want to me- to be mentioned, just tag away. Like it's it's about um, exposure for every single player, every single club, every single team across the 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 Leinster Senior League. So. It's it, it's what we're here for. We we can open any topic. We can discuss a number of different divisions on a month, weekly, monthly basis, whatever it may be. We don't want to kill you by reading out fixtures and results every single week because I just don't think it's conducive to good listening. Yeah. But again, it's it's just about the content that you provide to us. We're happy to talk about. Definitely, definitely. Um, it's been a pleasure, Andy. Hopefully, uh, people enjoyed the first show. Uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks again. The the idea is to kick this off uh, and keep it every couple of weeks doing the show. It may increase in frequency as we go throughout the season, but we'll see how it goes. But we'll uh, hope to be uh, speaking again in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, look forward to it. Thanks, Derek. Cheers, Andy.